Welcome everyone to the Crit Rate Podcast for February 15th. This is episode 80, and I'm your host, Justin Skirbo. Today I'm joined by Justin Chow. They said I wouldn't come back, and now I'm back, baby. I'm also joined by Liz Caetano. What's up? <laughs> it's nice to see everybody. Guys, we had our uh, Xbox uh, announcement. Uh, Big announcements. Parents have the- to talk to us about something important. Uh-oh. It was so weird. They, they posed it as like a podcast, the official Xbox podcast, but yeah. it was just straight up Phil feeding questions to this interviewer to then yeah. regurgitate back to him so that he can talk for the next 20 minutes. I think they do have an actual podcast. I'm sure like they I, do. I, but I think do. that's a thing. They just use that as the venue yeah, for this thing. It wasn't just a bit of a weird delivery system. Oh, for sure. To pretend that they're on a podcast. podcast and pretend they're having an interview instead of just like having a conference. Yeah, but any official like like any official podcast like that. I mean, I don't know if you ever listened to like the Nintendo power podcast or anything like that, but they're all like, yeah, they're contrived. <laughs> well, it's, it's just me. It's just media scripting. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, I don't think that they were trying to like pull one over on us. Like, no. I think we all knew what was happening. Just, it was a little like, I don't know. Yeah. It made it less interesting. I thought the delivery was not interesting. The messaging I mean, was very important. I definitely though. don't yeah. listen to like the any type of official Nintendo podcast, I guess, and I don't think there was like an official PlayStation podcast. There was, not anymore. It just like looking at this, it's funny because it's like the more I look at and I see this, it just feels like something that Microsoft would just this is how they this is how I appeal to you, young kids. I'm going to call it a podcast, and we're going to tell you the <laughs> updates. Like we're going to talk know. to each well, other. I don't think the kids are into podcasts these days. I think that no, I, I, I think what you're getting middle-aged at. people are into podcasts. These hey, middle-aged days. folks, yeah. check this what? I think the us generation are yeah. into podcasts. Yeah. I think what you're getting at is sort of like the the sterile like contrivedness of it. It's like the, it's like the developer direct. Like no yeah. nobody stands like this or talks like this in their office. But you like know? that, I understand and expect <clears> that that. Would be coming out because of what it is and then i would expect this to be like xbox announcement and just have phil spencer and his friends up and just be like hey guys so there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion around this and questions about this and let me tell you what's going on instead of like so we're here on this podcast and like i'm here with phil spencer and i have a lot of questions for phil so phil yeah just the the questioning was weird maybe it's easier to answer questions than to just deliver information that's what i'm because like delivering information is almost more like I don't know. It seems too prescriptive, yeah. you know. Yeah. Whereas, like, if somebody's asking you and you're answering, then I guess that's... if it's like somehow that must be more boring than this yeah. <laughs> to just be standing but I think and delivering a 20 minute long speech about what the future of. Xbox but I, is. I think it's approachable, and it also, from a media training standpoint, it allows them to frame the questions. Yeah. So it best suits their yeah, answers. One hundred percent, it's all framing. But yeah, anyway, yeah, and it's yeah. advertisement for their podcast. I didn't. I'm know totally sure. going to yeah. listen to the Xbox podcast oh, yeah, now. Fully. You've made me. <laughs> you've converted just, me. <laughs> it's probably going to be like an hour just of ads, basically. What is the point of that? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get what they talk about on the Xbox podcast. That, Xbox. What do they talk? about? I listened to the Nintendo Power one for a while, and it basically is an advertisement, right? And they talk like sometimes they have like developers yeah, say like. Oh, and like people really like this about your game, and oh, and then they said this one thing about it. <laughs> you know what I love about Splatoon? Yeah, <laughs> it's stuff like that. Yeah, um, Xbox doesn't have any games coming. The colors, man. What could they possibly so, talk about? I did yeah. not take too many detailed notes about what was discussed there, but the high level stuff is. Yeah, the, <laughs> the high level stuff is, I think, where most of the conversation is, which is around the exclusivity stuff. 
<laughs> the rumors around see uh, uh, what you call it Sea of Thieves and Starfield and all of that stuff that was discussed, and then kind of the place and role of Game Pass, and then they decided to take a focus on hardware too, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, so like they did, the first thing that we should go through is the the exclusivity thing. Right. And the long and the short of it is they said that it's not a like long-term change in strategy as far as like changing of exclusivity. They said it really only applies to four specific titles, which they did not say the names of. Is Starfield one of those titles, Phil? No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. No. Uh, but they said that two are community-focused ones and two are smaller games. So obviously Sea of Stars... Oh, and they're all more than a year old. Yeah. So Sea of Stars is obviously one of the... Or sea, sea of, sea of, Star- sea no. of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Is obviously one of the community-driven ones. Yeah. And Hi-Fi Rush is obviously one of the smaller ones. So let's speculate. What do you think the other two are? I have two theories fun. for the community ones. What are the other our options? So for community-driven games, it's like you think of multiplayer-focused games. Yeah, but what, I mean, that, like what came out on Xbox? That exclusive. might be Redfall. That might be... Okay, good point. That might be Killer Instinct, which is a very old fighting game from Xbox, but it is an Xbox-exclusive online multiplayer game. Would that do them any good on other platforms, though? It increases the player base. Yeah, but like, will people actually be playing it this far in? Maybe. I mean, it's the, all like if you're theoretically when you make a move like that, you're not. It's like an all win for them, right? Because they're not going to cannibalize yeah. any of their existing players to do this. So all of the sales that they make by making this move is all just like additive money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like when you like launch products, you don't want to take away. When you launch a new product or you make like a business move, you don't want to move your existing consumers yeah. and it's, shift money. You want new consumers, and yeah. these are all new consumers. Yeah, so, so something like Killer Instinct, I think, could could be it. The last one, which I think would be the most uh, crazy, would be Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't imagine that would be it, but it's probably, from a community Halo. standpoint, it probably would stand to benefit the most from the injection people, of a new people, player base. People on PlayStation would, would definitely play it. <laughs> Hundred yeah, percent. But every, everybody, everybody would play that on but PlayStation. Would it be the, free to play? The multiplayer currently is free to play. So what if it's mean, just so? the multiplayer, and maybe they're like, "Hey, you get the campaign exclusively on Xbox, but you can play the multiplayer on PlayStation." That could be possibility. Like I, I don't. Really that know. would be crazy. They wouldn't stand to gain anything from keeping that as an Xbox specific thing. If I was to be honest, except for pride, except for pride, (laughs) precisely. Yeah, except for pride, and like then you then you wonder whether or not they're going to be like hubris enough to not let that happen. I do think if that was to come to PlayStation, yeah, I mean that would breathe new life into Halo. People would play that again, and it's it's at a point now where I think the game is good enough where exposing a new audience to this version of it would refresh everyone's opinion of the game. Yeah, but Halo like. The danger with Halo is that it's an ongoing franchise. So, like, I feel like there is some merit in keeping it on Xbox because, I mean, players are buying Xboxes to play Halo. 100%. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying maybe they keep the campaign exclusive. Yeah, and so, but, yeah, it's just that... <coughs> that It could also be Forza. I mean, Forza, like, some of the Forza games are all, like, multiplayer-focused stuff. I think Forza Horizon, in particular, is a multiplayer-focused game. So, yeah, I just, it would be, I feel like it would not be a great message to your consumer that, like, you don't need to buy the next Xbox because we're just going to put Halo on your PlayStation. Ooh, or Master Chief Collection. 
an old game anything anything halo though i feel like it's funny because it's like you i buy an xbox for specific titles one of which is halo yeah actually that's what i'm saying the only which is yeah, halo yeah. so it's like you put that on a different console and you set precedence then it's like is there any real reason to buy another i mean saying. except for game pass i don't know there's a there's a lot of interesting uh options here i'm just looking through like game radar or games radars like top xbox exclusives uh they put grounded on here do you remember that game yeah that's from yeah. Uh, i haven't played it though i downloaded it not it's valve is it okay. valve obsidian no obsidian oh. that was the, the forza game. kids game yeah the forza games gears uh gears was Ooh. coming to playstation was that the rumor or was that no, no, no nothing that. around that yeah. but i'm saying that that could be an option but it's not i i wouldn't imagine they would do that same S- thing i mean if you're gonna if you're a gears fan what, why are you gonna buy an xbox if you can get it on playstation sunset overdrive would be a very interesting get yeah because that's that's insomniac right and an xbox ex- exclusive that's over a year old and i would consider it a smaller game <laughs> there's there also reason- there's also pentiment which is a very small game. I mean, I know PlayStation earns like 30% on each game that's sold and whatever, blah, 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 blah. But like, would they ever want to like hamstring their competition by just not allowing them to publish? No, no. I think the idea is... I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's only a win for I mean, PlayStation. Right. Their own words is they're trying to increase the amount of players that they have exposed to it. So maybe the thought is like, you know, yeah. for Hi-Fi Rush, it's like, oh, I played Hi-Fi Rush and that was so good. And that came out on Xbox first. So maybe I get an Xbox so I can play there first, you right. know? Yeah. 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 For single player games, I feel like the exclusivity is not such a problem. But for multiplayer, if you're going to have a multiplayer game and it's exclusive, like it's really limiting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you're, which is not, it's just hindering your, you know, potential growth and then sales after that yeah yeah like so. i feel like that's a big downfall in a lot of <coughs> you know online multiplayer games is that they don't get enough people right away and then it just dies yeah is it weird that i feel like any high level multiplayer game that hits pc will always have like a player base like i feel like pc players are just there's like so many of them well, think now. I mean, every Xbox game is a PC game. Exactly. And then, like, you look at PlayStation with Helldivers, and it's like, Helldivers is on PS5 and PC. PC. But, like, and I mean, huge player base now, I guess, still, but no Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- this is what they feel is necessary to in- increase their business. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> do you think it's going to be a good move? Do you think this is just the beginning of a slippery slope where eventually this podcast starts but ages very terribly and all the things that we thought was going to happen actually happen? I, th- I don't know if I think any of those things. I think the the thing that I can say for sure is whatever they were doing with Game Pass or whatever their expectations for how Game Pass was going to roll did not work out and they need to change something in order to they allow their say. business to continue to grow. So it's like... They would they wouldn't be doing this for no reason. Why? Did, what did they say about Game Pass during the so interview? Sarah doubled down. I wrote this in the thing. Yeah, Sarah doubled down and did say all games that are exclusive to Xbox are still coming out on Game Pass day, day one. one. Yeah, yeah. So she is saying that 
whatever's not working they're like well we're not gonna change it if it's not working well i think it's like i don't think this is such an obvious line to like we're releasing these games because our other separate business model is not working no i think it's more like they like they need to incentivize more growth on their platform which more growth on their platform means more game pass subscribers and they need to at least in some respect make up some money on the back end which is going to be whatever they sell on playstation and switch or whatever so that's where the the through line that i see is which is their big bet is on Game Pass working and they're and they still are like firm and saying like that's the thing and maintaining the value proposition of it, which I think is the right move for what they're doing. <clears throat> but for them to release stuff afterwards, it's saying, okay, well, they don't have enough people, so they have to attract more and they need their games to make more money, so they're releasing them on platforms that they would charge for them. Hi Fi Rush makes sense because I mean that yeah. game's gonna sell well. For sure. Um but I mean, that's I'm a actually excited. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm in general just like ba- baseline. I mean, I'm excited to see these games come to PlayStation. I will absolutely buy Hi Fire Rush on PlayStation. Yeah. I will do that. You know, as terrible as that is, I have an Xbox. But like, I'm just never in that ecosystem. I just, I'm just yeah. gonna play it on PlayStation. If, if Halo comes out on X on PlayStation, like you better believe I want to get that like a Halo Platinum on that, that PlayStation. Would, yeah. That is pretty cool. I also think like to look at the cuff half full, like. Xbox is also not afraid to do like, you know, hurt their pride <laughs> or, yeah. you know, like try to maintain their ego or whatever, um, rather than make a move that seems weird to us, but is eventually is at ultimately going to make them money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're the ones that opened up cross, like cross play first right because they were like this is the right move and you guys yeah. all think like no you have to buy it on my platform but like we don't care and this is what we're gonna do and we're gonna do it yeah even though it didn't seem like it sort of made sense at the time so yeah. i think also you know to give them the benefit of the doubt it's not like oh you guys are not this isn't working and you need help like i mean i'm we i don't know what their figures are on game pass but if it is working it could i mean subscription model could make them a lot of money um but it costs them a lot of money to, to uphold it i mean this was the conversation that we were having the other week but. yeah so <coughs> we don't i don't yeah i don't think we know enough to say either way and maybe it's more just like okay you know we've invested in game pass how like how can come up with, so let's come up with some advertisement ideas the way that you come up or like strategies marketing strategies well you come up with marketing strategies for any product that you have or whatever yeah yeah, I mean the thing is is in general it's not uh it's not um a unfounded thing in general. I mean if you look at Xbox it's it's funny how this particular scenario got so much weird attention about it. Yeah. Because uh they have released games on multiple platforms before. I mean, mm-hmm. Minecraft is obviously a shining example of that. Right. And then even on a smaller game scale, it's like all of the Ori games you can play, you know, or is it just the first one? No, all of the Ori games you can play on Switch and PlayStation. Yeah, I think you can play them on Switch. Yeah, that's Moon Studios. And then like Cuphead was an yeah. Xbox exclusive originally, and now you play that on everything. Yeah, but they've also, see, that's what I mean. Like they've moved a lot of their games before, at least onto Switch, like, I feel like they moved to Switch pretty quickly. Not usually this quickly, but (laughs) they have been open to releasing on other platforms before. So it's not so unheard of. I just feel like 
the whole Xbox versus PlayStation thing is much more of a like shocking move for us, just the optics of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's funny because like after all of the uh, like ABK court documents and stuff, we learned right. how aggressively, <laughs> excuse me, how aggressively PlayStation was working to keep certain things exclusive right. on their platform and like right. really kind of trying to fuck Xbox in that way. And prevent Xbox from making th- certain things exclusive. And succeeded. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a, ma- seeing- a massive PlayStation exclusive title is dropping in what next week with uh final fantasy seven it's like that's a that's a huge deal and that's like a big time miss for xbox you know yeah but i mean it it also i feel like says something about maybe the future of call of duty like it doesn't seem like they're gonna try and keep it exclusive certainly not and they said they said they they weren't they said yeah but the you know you never really knew if they were like oh well we'll, for 10 years we'll keep it exclusive not exclusive and like that's not our plan but they could they could do whatever they want, but these actions are more telling than their words, I guess it, I'll say. Well, yeah. I mean, I think their hope with Call of Duty is like they're definitely still going to sell it on PlayStation because the people yeah. that are loyal to that platform still want to play Call of Duty. But yeah. then they can just. <laughs> but the incentive is dip if, into you, that. if you're on Game Pass, you just get that, you yeah. know? So that bumps the value of Game Pass, I would say, pretty dramatically for a huge portion of the audience. That's you know? true. Same thing with all the Blizzard games. It's like. Assuming that they put it on Game Pass day one. Well, it's a fir- not- it's it's technically a first party studio now, and yeah. and that was the way that they framed it. That, from what Sarah said, uh, Justin, where you were like, yeah. or when she said everything, you know, from not- our first party studios comes out day one. It's ex- not uh, an Game exclusive, Pass. yeah, but it's first party studio, so I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. The next, I think, most interesting thing that they discussed was in their discussion around hardware. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, where they basically confirmed that they have like a mid generation refresh coming this holiday season. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's the first shot. Like right. we, we kind of knew I feel that like they dropped it. Like it was nothing. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. What? No, I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think they did that tactically. And yeah. they were specifically like, we are, this is happening and we're working on the next generation, which is like, okay, so this isn't, you're not starting a new console generation. This is a mid generation refresh that we're looking yeah. at. Like a series X, Model X, Pro X, whatever the <laughs> fuck, right? And we knew that PlayStation's already working on a uh, a PS5 Pro, so this might this is going to be the year of mid generation yeah. refreshes. Yeah, I think very good idea to uh, make that sort of soft announcement because you know after we were after the rumors and the conversations that we were having last week about like what even is the future of hardware and are they still going to be in the game and like are they just going to tap out if they're just putting you know their games on everything i think a lot of people were having that thought yeah i feel like they just came in and just like squashed that of like nope we're in the hardware game we're making new hardware this year we're making like we are invested (laughs) in making you new hardware and they also what did they say about like they said like the next console not like the one coming out this year, but like their next yes, generation, their generation next was generation. like, it's going to be a huge leap, the biggest leap in technology that you've seen. Just, and it's just like, a, it's a good idea to put faith back in their consumer that like you being a part of the Xbox hardware community is not like a waste of your time and but money. See, I like, still worry. This is a good investment. I still worry that that was just kind of like, that was more theater of them trying to stabilize like the loyalty and like the customer base because like i'm like 
at any point they could be like, eh, maybe not. Or they could be like, okay, one more generation, but we'll tell, tell everybody that we're going to be sticking with it. Because like, I mean, to them, all they need to make sure is just, uh, they just need to reinforce and support like the consumer's decisions so far. And then they'll have the option later on to do or not to do. Yeah. Like they definitely wouldn't come out, especially when everybody was like meandering around the idea that they lost the console war and like right. Xbox is over. Like they're definitely more on like the, the, the side of like, I'm going to make sure that people think that we're still in the fight, but I don't really necessarily believe that they believe that they are. You know, I mean, I don't know that, it even really matters as long as they're making like i don't i don't think it's really important if they're making consoles two generations from now who knows what's gonna happen in 10 years in 10 years maybe nobody has consoles and we're all streaming games you know what i mean just I the think fact Nintendo that will always make consoles yeah <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying the fact that they're saying today we're working on the next console is enough to just make sure that people are not going to avoid buying their current consoles or their mid-generation console you know what I mean? So like, yeah, it is just to satiate the today customer. But like, right. what does that matter? You well, know what I mean? Like, I'm not very, like, I need, just, I, I'm not like, I need to buy an Xbox because I need to have an Xbox for the next 20 years. Like, just my console see, today doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter for it, tomorrow. Or it's all a position one. of motivation. And it's funny because this conversation that they just had really kind of draws a line as far as like, what would be the motivating factor to get certain consoles. So, for example, you mentioned Nintendo. I do think Nintendo is always going to sell hardware because they make money on their hardware. Like, they, <laughs> right. they don't at the beginning, but they're making great... You, you think at this point when they've sold 130 million Switches, they're making crazy fucking money on Switch. With PlayStation and Xbox, they've always, at least since the sixth generation have been loss leaders. Like, it, right. co- it costs them money to get things on there. But from PlayStation's perspective, it's like, well, we need to sell you this console and entice you to get on this console through exclusives to get you to spend your money on your library here so they can make money they on make the software. They own on the, the software. Consumer. Yeah. So Xbox is in a different position because they might have exclusives, but really their proposition is we need you to get an Xbox so you're a captive audience and become a Game Pass subscriber. But, that's yeah. that's what they need you to own the console for. And the way that they're positioning it is, well, the games that you're getting on Game Pass are going to be best played on their hardware which i think is still true i mean yeah. like anytime i've played a game on my series x it's been great like i've never had a bad game, problem on that yeah. console you know i would say like i've had way more problems on my playstation as far as games crashing and running the shitty or whatever yeah than i did on my xbox like no doubt You've also played more games on your playstation that's totally <laughs> fair that's, that's totally fair yeah. you're still in double digits on the xbox yeah, yeah. we all are yeah no that's true but like it's just but interesting it that th- that, that is that is the the landscape that we're looking at, right? Like they want they're going to try to sell hardware to create Game Pass subscribers. Yeah. And they I need mean, to make the hardware enticing enough to do that. Whereas like PlayStation needs to make certain games enticing enough to make people buy the platform so then they buy all of their games on that platform. Like that that's kind of where it all yeah, yeah, where it all I, lies. No, I think that 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 makes sense and that they're like that's why Nintendo's interesting because they're just doing their own thing they're, they just they've always give been a doing shit, their own you know? thing even when they were failing they were like well fuck your game yeah exactly <laughs> it's like we're not we're not even yeah. we're I think not they even just talking. needed to tell people like we're not phasing out of this business like so it's yeah. not like yeah. we're not we're not gonna keep you know 
putting investments into your hardware or whatever. It, you know, we're we're still in this game. It's still okay to buy. I think one of the realities we still have is a hardware like, division. I, I think yeah. one of the realities is to be taken seriously as like a a major player in the video game space. You need hardware. You know, it's just a totally different, <laughs> different ball game different, having hardware compared to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could still look at like let's i mean it's it's a bad example not because they're owned by uh, xbox but you look at activision in a lot of ways activision was making more money than than the big three off of their franchises right epic is right. doing that right now but you don't yeah. consider epic being one of the major space. three right yeah. they kind of are frankly they're probably making more money than all of them combined you know Maybe, but maybe yeah but to, well yeah they're maybe they're gaming divisions yeah well i was getting what they're making on Fortnite and and basically anything that sells in the epic game store it's like they they are a major player in the space yeah but they're not compared to like that. sony gaming and microsoft Gaming. exactly not compared but, to microsoft but it's the big three <laughs> it's not the big three and epic right you know what 100%. i mean it's the, they're not even in the conversation yeah. so if xbox wants to be one of the big three I gotta keep making. Is it really content. just? That, that's what I think. Is it really yeah, just the hardware that that separates these these companies in the industry? Like, yeah. I mean, in a, in a way, I mean, it, if if you remove the hardware, then it's really like the platform, like the interface that you're interacting with. Like that's what Steam is. I mean, question, Epic Games has an Epic Game Store or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. They do have a launcher. And then the question is whether or not, like, if you were to dissolve these barriers and these lines, like, where would the gaming industry be? Would it be better for it, or would it be worse? I don't think that's an answerable question right now. <laughs> we'll certainly find out. I mean, there will definitely be a play a time when like consoles get, get phased out. It's probably like not for another 10 years, but, but if you like can get Mario on anything. What would that feel like? Does it feel yeah. less special? Yeah. Like, right. A little bit. It, like when I look at Nintendo, I look at a toy and I look at something that I enjoy and like a very curated experience. And I know what to expect when I look at PlayStation. I honestly don't really know why I like PlayStation more than Xbox. It could just be like a context story, my loyalty kind of thing. I really don't know. I mean, I like, I like the haptic triggers. I, I like the controller, I guess. I like, I, the, the, I like the exclusives. It feels a different way in a weird way. But I, is that just because I'm looking at this console and it looks like not a monolithic square refrigerator i think i think in a a very like sort of like zoomed out high-minded way it's a it's curation right it's like what library am i investing into no it's like playstation is curating your experience with video games because they're they're dictating the controller that you hold the interface that launches your games the and then the type of experience that you're having on their platform yes okay (laughs) nintendo is the same thing like nintendo is curating an experience with their game like they want you to click the the joy cons into the side and and have that feeling when you're playing your stuff and the sounds that the ui makes when you turn your system on and stuff it's it's this sort of like that's that's the experience that they're trying to create xbox is blurring the lines a lot because while those things do exist it's like they're even telling you that they want you to have an xbox experience on a pc or on your mobile phone with x cloud or whatever they're going the route of more dissolved like lines and barriers and they're just like just play these games on our yeah because i think they're they might be accessibility but accessibility breeds like what not exclusivity the opposite of exclusivity well, inclusivity they, they might be following the uh following the breadcrumbs cool. of the bigger players right because it's like something like Fortnite. it doesn't matter what you play Fortnite on but it's like this massive like platform that everybody's playing on and you can access that from a cell phone and like it's running the show yeah <laughs> so they might be looking at it and thinking 
that's the play. Like that, like clearly this is working. Clearly the most successful games and whatever have these sort of like blended blurred experiences across multiple platforms. So why not do that? You know, and maybe that's just what they're going for. Hmm. It is interesting. I mean, and they're they're fighting against the library thing that PlayStation has by offering game pass. It's saying like, we just give you the whole library. Yeah. I did find it interesting that they talked about the game preservation bit. I was not satisfied yeah. with their game preservation discussion. I don't remember. Or they said basically, uh, it's important to us and we respect your ability to play it and compatibility is important to us. Well, they were like, remember when like, we okay, said so backwards compatibility mean? was a thing? That was cool, right? We also don't sell physical media anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's different than a computer like Microsoft. It was interesting it was how they were talking about Xbox and Microsoft or PC as being too, or Windows well, being yeah. two different well, things. Well, it's so funny because like, and maybe I'm just being, uh, you know, annoying about it. But when they were like, when they were like, oh, yeah, you can play old PC games on your Windows laptop. I'm like, no, the fuck you can't. Like, no, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you kind of can. No, you can't. If you have anything that's a 32-bit game, it will not even install on a current computer. Unless you, like, Wrong create some yeah, weird thing, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's actually interesting. Okay, For the I, most I, part, yeah. he's right. For the most part, he's right. I but mean, if I, I want to play Diablo I, 1, I can play Diablo 1. Can you, you cannot play StarCraft 1. You cannot play StarCraft one. So that did all right. Well, yeah, interesting. That's me being pedantic. That's, yeah, that's me that's just being like, uh, yeah. When he said that, I was like, yeah, I guess I could play King's Quest uh, from those like oh floppy God. disks from back yeah. then. Yeah, King's anything Quest. DOS? Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but it, like, I get, I get the sentiment that he's going for. <laughs> yeah, but it was a whole lot of no commitment. One of the yeah. value, <laughs> one of the value propositions he did offer, I did think was pretty compelling. Like if you're just putting ones and zeros on the board, uh, when they were like, "Yeah, when you buy an Xbox game, you also get the PC version." I'm like, "Okay, that that is interesting. That is yeah. a compelling, yeah, statement see, to make." But like, Justin, this goes to to the statement you made before, where it's like you don't know why you play on PlayStation. It's like to a, a large degree, I don't know why either. But there is just some sort of je ne sais quoi there where yeah, it's like magic. I could play it on Xbox and get this added value because now I have the PC version. But like, I don't care. I'd rather just play it on PlayStation. You know, I'm not okay. going to play it again on my PC. Yeah, I will. Yeah, True. but like if you have a laptop and you're like flying out somewhere and you're like, oh, I could play this on my PC well, and, and pick and up where I where I left off. Yeah, like when that, they said the whole like, cross save, you yeah, know, cross right, progression. Yeah. I'm gonna have an Xbox controller with me wherever I go with my cool like Windows Surface fucking like yeah, laptop. But like it's interesting because like the more I look into this, uh, the more I look into it, the more I just like think about it right now um, <laughs> about like the differences between it. It's like well, PlayStation, you've built like uh, especially like us, we've definitely built like a life on the PlayStation platform to the point yeah. where like leaving that is going to require like quite a lift. It's my home. And, right. <laughs> and so like, even if that other home across the street is like offering free cars and like a helicopter, you're still like, yeah, but like, I don't need that. And I already just, moved in. You, you know, like, I've set up all my like, you know, just, decorations. No, Am I really going to take all this stuff down and go over there? Like, nah, I want to just hang I, out. And, you know, yeah, is, <laughs> is Skirbo going to start collecting gamer score shit and achievements that way? I don't think so. I, no. I, I do have, and this, this might be, this might reveal some part of this, but like, I think the consumer now, and maybe I'm just speaking about people like us, but it's like, we all own both, right? And I think this is why the exclusive conversation becomes so important because I can be incentivized to play on the other platform. 
I've done it. You know what I mean? Like there are certain games that will come out on Xbox that I know I can't play on PlayStation and I will leave my home and go across the street and play that game because it's like appealing enough that I'm like, I want to go play that, you know? So if a greater for, if a greater proportion of the community is like us and has both, that's why the exclusives become so much more important because then it's like, well, that's the only thing that's going to take me away from my home and bring me here. You know? Yeah. I want to have, I want to have my entire library somewhere in like a single location, more or less. I, I almost in a way I almost don't, I kind of like when I turn on my switch because playing, playing a game on my switch feels totally different than playing a game on my PlayStation. And then it comes. So this is the other thing I wanted to mention too. It's like, when you're talking about like the feeling of it, both outside and inside the console, it's like when I look at my PlayStation, I see kind of this alien-looking technology with a very like clean, minimalistic like UI, and like everything feels again like curated, almost because they like limit the options and limit where your eyes are going. And then you go to Xbox, and it's just a smorgasbord of like anything yeah. and everything that you can want. And so then the question is: Is the exclusivity it's versus just too many ink? cubes on the screen? Right. Yeah. yeah. And it just For looks real. like it just looks like I just hit my like start button on my Windows PC. But like it's when, too close to PC gaming. I feel I feel the UI. That's too fair. Close. That's fair to assume. But then so that that that's probably the reason why I don't play on the computer anymore. Is probably is most likely. No, it's definitely because I just don't want to be there all the time. And when you go into yeah. the Xbox, it feels the same working. way. So then, je ne sais quoi, you know, category. Like, as you're feeling these two brands out, it's like something feels starkly different. And you want different. And it's like, between all that, I look at Nintendo. And Nintendo, hyper different. Very different. Everything is way more, like, fun and clicky and more, like, cartoony. And then you look at PlayStation and it becomes, like, this futuristic thing. And then you look at Xbox and it's like, oh, this is the console version of my pc and it doesn't feel that special yeah. and then they give you everything and like, like a PC. but is that bad like i don't it, even know you Maybe know I'm what just it is being, i think, the, I think the, the person yeah i think the flavor of xbox is just like too close to playstation like uh, the the feeling that i get on those platforms is not distinct enough <laughs> whereas yeah i so i think from a ui perspective but i think the games like once you're in a game and like playing a game it's the same game it feels very it, like yeah. they don't feel yeah. different enough whereas like when i play a game on switch it like feels like a nintendo game like mario versus right. donkey kong comes out tomorrow i'm amped for mario versus donkey kong because i there's nothing i'm playing that's like that on playstation yeah. and i'm gonna go and start that game up and be like oh it's like a cozy little mario game like yeah, i'm down it's totally you know? different because also, the way I play on my Switch is totally different. I play usually portable. Portable. Portably. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's a horse different color. But yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. Secretly, like I feel like Jason and I, Jason's like an Xbox. You know, he's a Microsoft guy, right? And I was always a Sony girly. So Sony girly. I love that. <laughs> so even you're if, a Sony lady. Xbox boy <laughs> and Sony girly. Yeah. That's, that's I don't cute. know. I always kind of hated. I don't want to say hate it. That sounds bad. I, I never liked Xbox, even like 360, and I always hated the UI. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was... And every time I UI. turn on the Xbox, I'm like overwhelmed by it every time. Like, there's just a lot of things happening here. I don't know where to go. I don't know how anything works. Like, I can't... I, I Yeah, like, even, even if the rules were reversed and like great exclusives were coming off on Xbox, 
I mean, I would go to Xbox because I had to to play certain things, but anything that I could play, I would play on PlayStation. And Jason's the opposite. Like, we were like, oh, maybe we should try out Alan Wake. He's like, I'm going to buy it on my Xbox. I'm not playing on your PlayStation. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, it's funny. Like, the more, the more I look at that comparison in particular, I channel the time of my life when Xbox 360 was out. Yeah, it's purely a nostalgia thing also. Be- well, I think in particular, <laughs> Xbox 360 ran the show. And like, yeah. I, yeah. I was a PlayStation. Well, frankly, I was a Nintendo person for basically my entire adolescence. Like, I didn't even, like, right. my brother had the uh, PS1 and the PS2. And I was like adjacently interested because like mm-hmm. he was playing stuff like that. But I didn't have like an intimate relationship with those consoles right. up until the PS3. Like, the PS3 was sort of my, like, I'm in on this. And frankly, I was like deeply disappointed by the PS3 in its early yeah. years. Yeah. Like it really didn't do what I wanted it to do. And I felt very, it felt like a very vacant experience. And and Slush. I was totally captivated by 360. Like 360, when 360 came into my life, it was, that was it. I, and it wasn't like I abandoned anyone, but I was so much more ready and interested in playing Xbox games. Yeah. It's just it's just what I wanted to do. I mean, you it was know? huge at the time when it came out. It was all it was for, like, you know, people our age, yeah. our demographic. Like, it was all anybody <sighs> did. It was all my friends did. Yeah. It was like, anytime, if we would get together on a Friday night, we were, like, 15, like, we would sit in someone's basement and play Halo. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> well, that's exactly it. But, but to go to the main point, it was, like, when PlayStation started dropping stuff like Uncharted 2 and Final Fantasy 16 or 13 and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> right back over fully fully in playstation land and it was like and and that was pretty much the beginning of the end you know infamous and all that like i was there you know the uis of those two consoles hasn't changed much since those since that generation except for i mean xbox went from cards to like blocks they feel grids. similar though but like, it's basically the, the yeah it's just iter- the, the iter- like, late playstation like the line yeah, of of either apps yeah. or the xmb you know, yeah it's just cross media bar yeah yeah very similar but yeah, yeah i like thinking about it like jason we, you know he was huge into halo and 360 and so yeah. he's been diehard microsoft since then and i was big into like playstation 2 and final yeah. fantasy 10 and kingdom yeah. Hearts, and like i played on that and i was like that's it i'm like a lifer now <laughs> yeah. you know, i was converted and one of my friends will play on xbox but like, the system sucks and i hate it <laughs> you know i don't think i visited the store one time since i've had the xbox series x i think the only things i ever click on is the game pass thing or yeah. the last game that i was playing 100%. those are the two boxes that i've ever clicked yeah, yeah. it's funny like I, I used to be so into like the settings menus and all this kind of stuff yeah. of all the consoles <laughs> xbox always deeply confused me i never really understood how to like navigate that menu effectively and even yeah. playstation more recently it's like i I kind of just like pretty, set it up I, the way that I want to, but I almost never go into like system settings and really like dig around in what's there, you know. Not after you sent me that video of like how to optimize your PlayStation for the LG CX, and then I'm just like, all right, dude, I put it. so much brain power into done like it. getting <laughs> yeah. that situated. Yeah. <laughs> so after that was done, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm yeah. never going to this menu again. Right. I did it right, and now it's done. Yeah. You know. I have 100%. to. I just believe that I did it right, whether or not I actually enjoy this more right. than what. I would have changed it too. I don't know. Who but knows? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it's interesting to think between the three, the big three, like what, what the, uh, what's really drawing us and I guess the audiences and yeah. like between all three, they are very different. They all offer different things. And I guess those horses are all racing the same race. Yeah. And right now Xbox is lagging behind. 
I think you just have to offer something you can't get other places. That's exactly right. I mean, Game Pass is a pretty big value proposition, but so yeah, for Xbox, like you can't get Game Pass anywhere else. Nintendo, like their hardware and their titles and their IP, can't get that anywhere else. And and Sony exclusives, like Foam Stars, is a forty dollars game, and it's free right now on PlayStation. So you should just get that. This is free. Did you actually play it? No, but I downloaded it (laughs) and I haven't played it yet. I don't know. But it is enough. It is free. I don't know. I mean, like it's forty dollars. I always, yeah, right, exactly. Just do it. And then I did download it. Let's try it. I I didn't install it. I like added it to my library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my library. It takes yeah. no time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think overall, I think it was an interesting conversation. Uh, far less doom and gloom than I think everybody kind of made it out to be. Yeah. But I also <laughs> wouldn't put it past them to just, you know, maybe it is more doom and gloom than you think. I mean, this is like, what else could they say at this point? They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when Redfall came out, he was pretty doom and gloom. <laughs> They're not That's giving true. up Starfield. <laughs> They're saying Starfield is too special to put anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, Apparently. that kind of makes sense. I Jones. mean, I'm sure same thing. Like, you know, people had plans, and this was their big exclusive, and it's just too early to move it. I want to play Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. So didn't cool you play it on Xbox? I did. It's actually a much longer game than you would expect. I got like two okay. bosses, and there's like eight bosses. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, yeah, wow. I expected it to be a pretty short experience. No, no. I expected it to be like what? five hours, eight hours. Mm, yeah, eight hours. I would doubt it i would doubt it i think it's probably more around 20 realistically cool. yeah really i mean i played it for a while on wow. xbox check check the how long to uh, beat yeah. i'm curious i will because <laughs> that seems very long for an adventure rhythm game i have like very Levels little interest in playing that game that's right it's a specific thing yeah. you're into rhythm games now though so i didn't i mean dude i pop on final fantasy theater rhythm for hours Late at night. Uh, I will say that some of the game it is expert. It, it goes like standard, expert, and then ultimate, and then super, uh, supreme or whatever. Yeah. You're chilling on expert most of the time. Well, so right? expert is the way that, like, expert is like, you're going to get through the song no problem in the first round. Ultimate is like, okay, this is going to take at least a couple tries to get like act one, two, and three down before you're like getting the entire game down. But I still believe that ultimate is like where you're playing the actual music like you're actually doing things to the to the beats of the yeah to each beat of the song which is kind of interesting and there's certain games that i don't anyway that says like 12 to 13 hours oh okay that's not bad okay yeah so maybe i overjudged it so maybe i overjudged it i was exploring too much yeah Yeah. so that seems to complete it the completionist time i think was uh 62 hours wow <laughs> that's a big difference i think that's probably i don't know there must uh, there, maybe they have like a post can you do every song post game mode yeah. where you can like play songs yeah, like on different levels yeah or something, something. There interesting must be. i will definitely play that game regardless yeah. I, 62 I, hours <laughs> we'll see 62 is a long time is a, a long time that's like the entirety of persona 3 that's what yeah. i've heard yeah yeah to spend on a game that's 12 hours long <laughs> <laughs> five playthroughs yeah that's too much that's yeah. too much <laughs> shall we discuss what we're playing briefly yeah let's yeah. go into it okay uh yeah, we played some them things right yeah i'll kick it off i uh was playing persona 3 on and off i i really do enjoy it a lot it's funny i got to the point where and we mentioned this last week where i got to where i was like okay, I kind of know what this is. It's sort of like a known quantity. And then I put it down for a little while and then picked it back up. And I was like, actually, this is like very nice. This is like, 
it's a comfortable place okay. to be, and I, I sort Good. of understand the the loop and all this kind of stuff. So you I, weren't super out on it at first. I don't think I was like against it. I think yeah. I was just kind of like weren't super hot. On. I was whelmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. I was whelmed. Yeah, yeah. It's and I I'd st- I would still say that it's like it's like on that level, but like that's not a bad thing. I think it's I think it's a good thing. You know. Uh, that game, I think, has its place, and I do really enjoy that very much. You're playing it as well, right? Not really. My sister and her boyfriend are captivated, and they're like, I would like to play this game more. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So they cool. just play it while I'm working. But it's not, <laughs> yeah, honestly. They're just like, can I? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but it's nice. It's nice. It, I, the music sounds great. I haven't played it at all. Yeah. Because yeah. the only thing that's really been on my mind has been like Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm, Baldur's Gate, and now Helldivers 2, which Helldivers. has been really fun just to jump in and out of yeah. i haven't gotten too much into it but it's, i've played a bit and it's fun. yeah i've been taking a lot of time into hell divers and i do really like it a lot but i'm getting to the point now where it's like i feel like i am getting the most rewarding experience when i'm playing on higher difficulties and it's like almost impossible to play without four people yeah so we should all play together more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what i'm getting at yeah but I really enjoy it so far. I like the gameplay loop a lot. It feels great to play. Like, yeah. looks really great. Tell me about your experience. So far, I mean, it. it my experience so far has been both very fun, uh, extremely fun, and also kind of, like, frustrating. Um, the really fun times is when we're all playing or when I'm playing with, like, a group of three people that are just randos. Completely still fine, and they put a lot of, like good uh in-game communication even if you're not on the microphone so totally worthwhile and totally worth playing um the problem is like finding matches are sometimes really painful like there are times where there's just i'm not sure if it's just glitching or the servers are like problematic i've heard a lot of problems with pc but in playstation land it's uh equally difficult so it's like you're sitting there for like 30 minutes trying to match up just constantly hitting this hitting the okay failed to join press square again to try to quick join okay yeah, that was super frustrating exactly and then you drop in it's not bad um i mean they said they were working on it right i'm assuming like they've, in, they've, in game they like there was like a little thing at the bottom of the screen that was like democracy is working performance right now issues. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah they they fully patched it like twice already and yeah. then i know they're doing like a bunch of hot fixes and server yeah. maintenance and stuff so as it, it should, because the game is good. Yeah, it's probably because it's getting a lot of attention. I yeah. think a lot of people are having a lot of fun with it. So they're You gotta hit it while it's hot. Yeah. You know? I think they expected a certain amount of load and got way more than that. So they're just kind of like trying to accommodate. Yeah. The game itself overall is really fun and things that are unbalanced don't even affect me as much, primarily because you're playing cooperatively. So like doesn't even matter i i do fear that later on in the game everything will eventually just like funnel down into a specific build for your character and then it's going to be kind of game over for me it's not gonna be as much fun i do realize that there are definitely different gaps between um if you're trying to play in a harder difficulty or like more challenging whatever's you need specific out like you need to outfit your character in specific ways for that to like be plausible and that requires your players and your friends to be at a specific level in order to do that so most of the time you're probably going to be playing on their level if you're too far advanced which i'm assuming is probably what's going to be happening with you yeah i I think i'm at the point now where i need to start like figuring out builds i've kind of just been like playing around with stuff and seeing what's fun but like i i this most recent time i played on extreme like two different matches 
and it's just it's a totally different game it's so it's so chaotic yeah that like you just need certain things to help stabilize the situation right yeah. like the little backpack that shoots the laser 100 percent necessary like the first thing you do when you land is you have to put that on because if you don't have that on like you are going to get surrounded mm. for sure so i don't know what all of the details will be but like it's it's definitely getting to that point but there's a there's a lot of interesting challenges and in different uh different mission types that like get exposed to you later like i'm playing missions now that i've never played before on yeah, earlier cool. difficulties which is really cool yeah like i'm not i'm a little confused what <laughs> the goal is in playing like are all the matches there it's always like there's you know x amount types of matches right it's either like what are the options? There's like defense. the boss. There's, like, there's yeah, yeah. Like there's like go here, get the so, code, so launch the missiles on a different location. So that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this new like difficulty that I'm playing on, that. I'm doing new types of those missions that I've never seen before. And then how many types are there? There's probably a bunch. Think? I mean, I'm assuming they're also like kind of modular. But so there's at least half a dozen by the time you get to like hard. And yeah, yeah by the time you get to hard, there's like. At least like six types of missions that I can think of. But even those like types of missions, aren't they all pretty similar? I mean, yeah, the way they're inter- bugs. the right the way they are interacting with the mission in every scenario is kill bugs, right? It's kill not bugs. so. It's not all bugs. There's actually an entirely different enemy type that's, okay. that's on the other side of the map. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't played robots. The, the yeah the robots the the robots are fucking hard okay. and that like actually some of the most like cinematic moments i had were pl- fighting against the robots because they're like it, it's like you're in the intro scene to terminator it's I would, crazy i like, assume i assume that the game itself will become on the higher levels a much more coordinated effort like a almost like yeah. a almost like an it, mmo like you it know kinda, it's like the way they were talking about it it, make, it it reminds me kind of of like left for dead almost yeah like, Totally. Right? I, you know, I, I get what as, you're saying completely. You know, like you're playing, you got your squad. If you're going to play Left 4 Dead at a more difficult level, like you got to know what yeah. you're doing. You got to yeah. have people in all of those roles. You, you have know? this gun, you have this gun. Yeah. Let's make right? sure the, the resources are distributed correctly. I, that, that I could understand. Like, I, you know, this is the, you know, min-max the way to like, if you, meet, if you find this enemy, you have to use this, you know, ability or you have to do yeah. this and we have to come up with this formation. I assume, I assume that it's probably going to become more like that. Right. I also assume more like Monster Hunter or like, I guess, and here's a deeper like, cut, like Vindictus where everybody's outfitting their characters for specific purposes specifically for the mission so like when there's this kind of enemy or when there's this kind of like situation one person has a solution for that because you can only have four slots of like equipment pieces. Right. So, I'm hoping and excited to get to that point. Yeah, that that's what I'm sort of like looking forward to. And I think I'm in the process of coming up against that where yeah. it's like, I'm not just picking stuff because I think it's fun. It's like, I'm picking stuff that's like, I'm worried about like my survival. But right. then if I would, I haven't played a mission like that with other people that I'm like communicating with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there might be a thing where it's like, okay, you take the orbital stuff and I'll take the support stuff right. and yeah. like, I'll make sure I have one for me and one for you. And I'm then the you have a gun guy. Exactly. Yeah. Because then there's like, you know, everyone has like a backpack slot. So it's like, you could have the, the guard dog or a yeah. jump pack or some of them have like shield generators and stuff. So that's like another dynamic that you have to kind of consider when you think of like your character's build. So it's like you have your primary, you have your secondary, you have your special weapon, you've got your backpack, like all of these things I think play a role. I mean, that's the hope. The hope is that they do it well because yeah. like, 
right now it could just be like here's a bunch of shit and just figure out your own way to do things yeah but it would be nice if they actually like you know uh constructed yeah right constructed situations where you need to plan like that because it 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 seems like it might get repetitive at some point like i'm not sure what the longevity of it is and like what updates will come for it to keep it feeling fresh yeah we know mech is coming (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I, I feel you, and I've had that same concern, but there's something compelling about, like, just trying to complete the missions with friends and, like, yeah. doing stuff. And especially, like, every time I make a jump in the difficulty, it really demonstrably changes the game, yeah. where it's like, okay, like, I'm not even thinking about this in the same way. And because... Like, most recently, I, when I went up and noticed that there were different mission types, I was like, okay, well, this feels kind of cool because it's like a new and fresh thing and I've got to figure out how to interact with this type mission type, you know? So, I think the game wants you to play it a lot, get good at a certain type of mission, get a lot of resources, get equipment, and then bump up in difficulty, lose a lot until you start figuring it out and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm definitely... I mean, I'm only like what level ten or level twelve or something like that. Yeah, and it's definitely still in like the tutorial levels. I'm assuming. I look forward to the next yeah. week and a half of playing it before Final Fantasy VII comes out. Right, dude. Final Fantasy because <laughs> then it's a wrap. Yeah, I've been listening to so much Final Fantasy music and like weird <laughs> remixes and like lo-fi, and I've been so in that world, and I'm so ready for it. Yeah. yeah. So I did play the demo. Nice. To avoid spoilers, I understand everything that you're saying <laughs> now that I've played it. It's a very, very smart part of the game to play. Very smart. Yes. And I'm happy to hopefully... Well, Justin knows what... Oh, you know what part of it, it, the demo is. Yeah. Okay. It's the flashback, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Right. I don't think I, it's, it's a demo. I don't think it's a spoiler. I don't and also, like, it's not like you thought that that wasn't going to be in the game. No, right? I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited about playing that. And then when I heard it was that, I was like... That is a very smart. At first, right. my, my first smart. inkling was like, is this going to be like Gold Saucer? Like, that would be a weird place to start yeah, where no. you can play around in all the arcade games and whatever. But the then, flashback's yeah. so ideal because it's like you're not doing anything that you weren't already doing in FF7 right. Remake. Right. And it's also a segment of the game that is totally inconsequential yeah. to the great. Like, it's not going to affect like, your save at all. That character isn't your character when right. you're playing the game, right. you know? Your so, younger cloud. So yeah. it really like slots in fine. And there's part of me that's like, cool. Like now when we play the main game, it's Hopefully. just going to be like, do you want to play the flashback? And it's like, no. Okay. <laughs> and then you just get I to go. I wonder if it's Yeah, because be I also don't. Well, they said like, that they said that, that would carry over and yes, that 100%. is story accurate. And then, so the second like patch to the demo is like, you get to run around like Junin or something. Yeah. No, and, they, and they said that's like. That's just a that, demo. That it's completely sculpted for the demo and right. will not carry over. Okay. So my thing I don't was like, play I'll, like a exa- watered down version. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, That's I'll silly. I'll play yeah. this and like experience these cutscenes and hear this music yeah. and, and whatever. And then it's like, cool, now I'll just wash my hands of it. Yeah. And now hopefully when Rebirth comes out, it's like, skip all the tutorials. And then when it gets to that part, it's like, do you want to listen to the flashback? And it's like, no. Okay. I would be, I would yeah, because I also like, I'm not sure that I I, f- I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not playing the flashback. Yeah. But like I said, I did play it differently. Like because I was playing it, this was my first experience. Like I was much more into playing cloud and like figuring that all out than I would be if I had been playing for yeah. however many hours first. Yeah. So totally. it's not. So if you want to have uh, like the true meant. experience, it's definitely not going to be the true experience because you are going to play it a little differently. And it is a bit of a different feeling to it. 
but it's just not something i is it that different though like you're still experiencing the the combat like you're well, it's like you could like play as like other characters in your party and stuff right that are but i don't want to play as anybody else because i'm like i just picked this up like i want to get cloud we need to get reacquainted like what? yeah <laughs> what who are else you are you playing as seth sephiroth yeah. uh, oh, oh that's i mean i'm definitely gonna okay so all right yeah i'm gonna play it i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely i already have it downloaded nine o'clock i'm gonna play that i'm gonna play that game before at midnight and then the real game will start. Yeah, I really, I really I hope that the tutorials like do go it, away. Because imagine you play through, you do all the battle tutorials, and then you play the the real game battle it would, tutorials. It again. would bother yeah. me. That's what I mean. I, would, I played it differently though, because like I don't know if you, I don't know if you'd want to do that. Because like if I had been playing as Cloud already for X amount of hours, and then I jumped into this section, I would definitely have played the whole thing at Sephiroth, and I didn't. I mean, I'm going to dabble between the two. When I play, that's what I mean, but I don't think you would if you had played as Cloud. Before. No, because like you, yeah, who knows. Ah, right. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's interesting. It's very different. I, it's not very different, but it is a different experience. No, like I only played a Sephiroth for like once or twice, and I was just like, ah, this isn't like I want to remember how to play as Cloud because like the game's gonna come out, and I want to remember how to play mm. so that when I like I can just sort of jump into it. Yeah, that's fair. It's just different. I'm just gonna rebeat re- remake first, and then it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. I don't know. When I think about it, though, oh man. When I think about it, nah. I would really be bummed out if you got to that part and it did it didn't let you skip the cutscene, and then I'm gonna like, I'd be a little angry because I'm like I've just played this demo, two two three hours ago, and you're gonna make me no. Play it all I mean I mean unless there's a bug in it. It literally says that you can choose to skip that. Oh yeah. great! So then I'm definitely gonna do that. That's gonna be a great way to. Yeah, yeah. it says like this will carry over. You will not need to play this portion. Of yeah. Which honestly, yeah, I'm not I'm not sad about it because it's not. It's it's inconsequential, and there's yeah. part of me that's like the, it, the it's character- not it's not like it's not an important scene to me. You know I, I mean? think story wise, it carries a lot of it does meaning, but I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a cool. That's thing what I'm though. saying. For me personally, like I don't really care what's going. How on. How did you feel about the way the game played and all that? Uh, it feels good. It feels very similar to the original Final Fantasy. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna add more things to it that like we didn't see in the demo like i don't know more things to the battle or whatever um it looks great sounds great looks did you, great did sounds you pick great. it up and like immediately remember how to play pretty close square yeah. square 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 yeah many well, it's funny because they add some of the integrated stuff too yeah like the you know um, the synergy yeah the synergies and all that which yeah. is pretty cool yeah and they add like you can there's like a couple other moves that you can use that are not just your main attack but I don't really use them. Maybe I'll dabble in them more once I start playing a little more. Maybe they'll be more useful. But I didn't find them that. It, it was. It's also cool. Currently, how I played. It's also cool playing through that part, like kind of knowing. Yeah. You know. You know what's fun? <laughs> knowing what's you, gonna happen. Well, because you yes. like because you know. Sephiroth's such a great guy. I mean, I've <laughs> I've played I've played that section many times because like I I replayed the game however many times and it's like, you know, you kind of know you're yeah. like. This isn't really what's going on. Yeah, you know right. I mean? exactly. So, yeah, like to go through and, and hear like Cloud talking and like saying these things. Yeah. it's it's cool to just be like, I know this is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's, it's cool. Like, this it's is... cool. What? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I I liked it a lot. Uh, some weird fun side facts. Um, so I was looking up t- to see whether or not the new English dubbed voices on Persona Three Reloaded were the same in persona 5 um 
and that also led me down a weird rabbit hole where I found out that did you know uh, the main character of Persona Five, that guy, whatever his name is, you, your your character, yeah, uh, that voice, he is, I think he's Red Thirteen, and I think one of the <laughs> other Persona Five characters is Yuffie. Uh, and Matt Mercer is Vincent. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah, so he he got announced at like a Comic Con or something. Yeah, there was some big deal with that. I don't, mm. I don't mean to downplay, it, but yeah. like, Wait, you, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, I, I just meant like it like came out like as news. Like, yeah. It, when you yeah. started in Persona, did you try to like look up the name of the character? Because you know the like yeah, the, there the, is a name. I well, yeah, because it's all based off the animes. Ren. Oh, it's off the anime. I yeah. thought the anime was made from the game no uh, the, the animes are just like a different retelling of it and that and they give the main character names in that yeah and, Ren, and, and it's something um, something yeah and, and in persona 4 he's also in like uh there's a fighting game mm-hmm. so like yeah. the main character is called you uh, and like that's why he's called you it's uh, like I that's see. the fighting character's name how did you feel about the yellow paint i really didn't care yellow, i feel like I've, i think it's much to do about nothing <laughs> there's it's a like big, the, cli- the climb up the wall thing big debate about how you know how in some games like horizon like, or god of war like if there's an area you're supposed to climb yeah there's like, like telegraphs paint. with yellow paint so that's in Final Final Fantasy Fantasy VII. Oh, okay well that's not people i, I really don't it. care i, I don't mean care. i get where people are like oh it's not immersive or whatever but it's like how with everything looking so realistic? How the heck are you supposed to know? Where are you to climb? climbing a wall during that flashback? I will say I did not like the climbing. I really, I really very didn't slow, care. Yeah, I really very are you boring. Climbing, no purpose at all. Just like when, when you're getting when, to when you're the, on your the way mega, to uh, yeah, the uh, Mount, Mount Nebel. Yeah. Right. Also, isn't the sequence much shorter in the original game? Well, yeah, because like ninety percent of it is covered in like text-based cutscenes, right? Like you don't okay. physically walk to Mount Nebel. That's what I mean. Like yeah. as I was playing it, I was just like, "This seems like a lot." And if they expanded that little portion into this, like, what is this Wait, game gonna be? In Final Fantasy VII, you did walk. Yeah, but All not like, not to the same extent that they do uh, in this one. Like I this one, you're, it is quite expansive in this demo. Okay, yeah. much more so than I remember. But I don't know. If I remember a long. long uh, I remember a long rope bridge. I yeah. remember like winding roads. There. I remember caves. But like the, mo- most sanction. of those are them just walking, and you're forwarding through text blocks as you watch the Fair, characters yeah, walk okay. through. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. yeah. There's battles at the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this one you're like passing trees and yeah. like scaling cliffs and shit. Like yeah. So like, hmm. there's a part where wow. like yeah, when you're like near the cave or whatever, you can like fall down and there's like a and there's yellow paint or whatever. That says, hey, you and then when up. you climb back up, yeah. there's yellow paint and there's just these ledges and you just hop from ledge to ledge. It's not okay. like a climbing; it's like jumping. Eh. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I find I find much of that stuff is like it's really not like that's not what the game is. It's just like it's, it's just a thing. It seems very out of place. Like I don't I don't picture Cloud as a jumper. Like that's <clears> not what. A JRPG entails is not hey, like climbing yeah. walls. I mean, yeah. he's an athletic boy. Yeah, yeah, but like, I just, I just feel like a classic JRPG is about like, it's not about traversal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's See, not stars would say otherwise. It's just, it's not what the focus of this game is. Like the focus of the game is like story ex- exploration, walking around, but not in like a you know climbing cliffs kind of way and battles. Like it's not. And if you're gonna do this, I just feel like it's. Well, this is an action RPG now. Well, I have for a question. Sure. This, yeah. is not, this is not a classic JRPG. By I any know, story. but like, it's just if you're gonna do this, then do it, or but don't do it half-ass. Like, if you're gonna create this sort of other, 
I'll, traversal I'll, element than like if you're gonna do it like in God of War Horizon, like that kind of makes sense. But I just feel like in this game, I found it totally inoffensive, and I don't think there was enough information to make a full judgment call on it yet. So I'll, think, I'll reserve my opinion. I think for the time you're gonna end up doing a lot of climbing. And it's gonna suck. I mean, if they, <laughs> so if, we'll so, see. If they have it in the demo, I'm assuming it's probably gonna be there in a couple of places. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's not gonna be there, but I'm, I'm not especially prepared when you're, like, in the to open world, a judgment it's gonna, on it yet. Yeah, but do you think where there was there any point where you're creeping through tight cavernous fissures to get to the next area do you think they put that in there so that you know because loading screens and stuff well it, yeah. w- it wasn't there wasn't any like zoom in Hard, yes scratching there was. through a thing yes there was there was like you hit a, an arrow and it automatically walks you through something you have to push forward and it's slow and you gotta sit there and watch them go through this little tiny little space it's the exact same thing as God of War I don't think I recall this yes it was like you go as you're going to the reactors after you fall and then you go you're like oh I'll clear the way and you go up on your own and then uh, what's her face says like nah you gotta come back you don't know where you're going and you come back and then you follow Tifa through this like little thing anyway so <laughs> the only reason why I bring that up is because we were talking about loading screens during yes. God of War and I was like I kind of feel like those like traversal aspects kind of make it a little bit more immersive and I kind of feel like this is probably what it's doing too and it's in a PS5 specific game like exclusive so I wonder so if like, they're going to use it in the game well, it's gonna be on in that PC way too, because yeah. the way that they used it in the demo was not in that way mm. so I'm hoping it's not a main feature of the game yeah it probably I mean you're gonna be walking it, it's through, too early to tell yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be walking through a pseudo new open world style whatever for Final Fantasy Rebirth so yeah. I feel like I feel like there That's needs to I be some too. variations in like the traversal aspect, yeah. like yeah. climbing or yeah. crawling, <laughs> going or, through little. I mean, in play in the in the sidling re- on little edges. In, yeah. re- in remake, That's you were also sure doing the little like side wiggle. Yeah. Through places. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Yeah. Like when you get to an area and it's like, oh, maybe I could squeeze through there, and then yeah. a little blue arrow shows up, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm gonna. If you're just walking through hallways all the time, it's like <laughs> Final Fantasy Thirteen again. Steps. You're just walking through corridors. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I found much of what I was doing very inoffensive. There wasn't anything that I was like, "This is bad." Yeah. This part I don't like. I kind of liked everything actually. I am excited that this <laughs> is happening in just a week and a half. It's kind of it's so outstanding. Yes. It's I kind mean, of amazing. So I can't I'm sure it's it will be good. There's no. I didn't need a demo, but happy to play it. <laughs> I just love it when demos. My palate is. I was not wet. worried at yeah. all that it was not going to perform. I'm just happy that there's such a. And in, I, w- I hope more demos are like this. Intended? I don't know. Uh, intentional. Yeah, intentional. Yeah. Because yeah. this well this thought feels out. Like a, it's like a perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I like the save your progress and get something for your effort demos. That also sounds really. I good. like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. I do like that a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for it. Comes out very soon. All right. We really just had that one big topic for today. So, what do you say we put a pin in it? Yeah, I think we're good. Let's yeah. put a pin in it. All right. We've we're satisfied. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, <laughs> listeners, for joining us today. Uh, surprise! Xbox is not dead. Go yeah. figure. <laughs> but are they hanging by a thread? Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. More to come. Yeah. I mean, if they make another console, I'll I'll yeah. buy it. Well, who knows? They said they're gonna have a conference in June, and that will have to some... be expected. I'm not gonna buy a pro. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I that was kind of the first thing that I thought too was like there's basically no way i'm gonna buy whatever that is especially if a ps5 pro comes out which is likely gonna be like another 500 bucks was there an xbox one pro was that xbox pro? one x yeah. uh i didn't buy that did yeah. i buy that no, no I didn't you didn't buy that. buy that yeah it seems a little uh, like somehow like presumptuous 
to release a mid-generation console when I'm like, you haven't even given me enough for this yeah. one. Don't try how, to sell it on how much? <laughs> how much do you think a PS5 Pro is going to cost? $500, $600? It would ha- It would go up by 50 bucks. Yes. No. Do you think it's going to have a third fin? I mean, <laughs> what was... disc trays. What was yeah. uh, the four, PS4 Pro? Wasn't that 450 I have no idea. No, that was 5 wasn't it? No, it was definitely I, not five. I impulse five. purchased that so fast I couldn't even tell you how much it was. It was at least... It was four. It, the PlayStation 4 was four at launch. 400 No. No. Yeah. It, it I became, spent a it, lot because the PS3 was like 600 remember? Yeah. I, I, I remember thinking like that was... How much was the PS, PS5 cost Maybe the PS4 launch. Pro I, it, was I think, I think the original PS4 might have been 299 The PS5 yeah. was $500? Yes. Oh. You're saying PS4? Yes. No, the oh, PS the PS4 Pro. Oh, the PS4. We were Pro. saying like, what was the jump from PS4 Pro at launch mm. to PS? Sorry, to I PS4. was getting up in arms for no reason. No. That was my fault. I don't think it was three hundred. Four hundred dollars for PS4 Pro. Yeah. And then what was the PS4? I think it might have. I, I think it was like two ninety nine. No. 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 Definitely PS4 wasn't. Challenge. Was... Wait, PS4 cost when it came out. Yeah, PS4 yeah. launch price. PS4 Pro. Yeah. 400 okay. I, I'm, uh, Yeah. I, so it was the same price? Oh, no. Yes, because it was the same price that came out later, so it was like you could sell... Oh, so they price dropped the first one and then yes. yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I think they will do the same, yeah. or they might bump up the price a little bit with this one. So I think it'll be 500 bucks. Or Is there going to be a disk drive on it? I bet you. I think they'll probably do that, the same thing. That would both. be that would be a game changer for me if there was not a disc drive on it. If it's going to be the pro version, you got to have a disc drive on it. <laughs> you got to have a disc drive either way. PS3, six hundred dollars, five hundred ninety-nine US dollars for the twenty gigabyte version of the PS3. That was five hundred dollars for the sixty gigabyte. That six, was six hundred dollars. Yeah, six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah. yeah. I think the sixty Wild. gig also was the only one that had backwards compatibility with the PS2. Yeah, well. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, which like what I still want to get one of those consoles. They're still like three hundred bucks. The Metal Gear, whatever, like bundle. Well, the the one that was backwards compatible. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> anyway. But they die so fast. It's like the most unreliable console on earth. Yep. All right. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Liz. Thank he you. came back. And thank you, listeners. Who's he? It was me. I don't know. I was just thinking. Uh. Right. I was referencing the beginning of the podcast. Yes. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you for listening today, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>